Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to take a closer look at three semiconductor updates. First, we're going to take a closer look at AMD. They just announced a new CPU for their fourth generation Genoa family. Uh, next, we're going to take a closer look at NVIDIA. There was a pretty interesting update in the AI market. And the third company we're going to take a closer look at is your favorite semiconductor company, Intel. They just made some pretty cool advancements in the manufacturing aspects of semiconductor. So let's take a closer look into Today's episode. So as I am recording, the market seems to be picking up, but obviously that can change. Earlier today, AMD was down a few percentage point. Now it's sitting at $102. If you watched my previous episode, I took a closer look at a few stocks that I wouldn't mind buying right now. AMD was one of those, so make sure to check that video out after this. But what ended up happening with AMD is today on September 18th, AMD completes their fourth generation epic family with the amd epic 8004 processor which is purpose built for cloud service intelligent edge and telecommunication all right so i do have this pretty cool presentation and here we can kind of take a closer look at amd's cpu journey for those that are not familiar amd does create server cpus their first one came out roughly in 2017 which was their first generation the napos now fast forward into 2023 they are just finishing their fourth generation family and it's pretty impressive how this family is growing, right? Normally, uh, in the first two generations, we're just one family member. Uh, the third generation, you had kind of two family, uh, two kind of members. And now here in the fourth generation, you have four different members in the group, right? And we can see each member does something special. The Genoa is meant for general purpose. This is the vanilla. Um, this is the more kind of completely, completely um, balanced CPU, right? Then they have the Bergamo, which is more for cloud native. Then they have the Genoa X, which is more for technical workloads. And now the Sienna, which is more for intelligent edge, which is also uh, another way of saying kind of like power efficient uh, as well. Uh, so this one's going to be the one that has the best total cost of ownership. It's going to be one with the less power drawn. So you're going to save a lot on things like um, your electric bill, for example. The main reason is this one is not too dependent on performance, right? There's certain workloads that you you don't need heavy, heavy performance, uh, but you might want to uh, have some form of kind of general computing to be able to do that workload, um, but still need it to be cheap in forms of power efficiency. And that's where Sienna comes in, uh, right? So it's pretty impressive. Like we can see here from this slide, AMD Epic 8004, um, which is this kind of Sienna line, is great for excellent energy efficiency, for balanced performance, and pretty much its leadership on performance per watt per dollars, which is more kind of an easy way to say total cost of ownership. Uh, so here they also kind of showed us uh, a pretty cool slide of the difference between the 8004 series. Remember, this is the Sienna, the one that they just announced, versus the 9004. This is their original vanilla, um, the Genoa line. And the first thing that should really pop into your, uh, that pops out is the TDP, right? 200 watts to 400 watts for the 9004, the original Genoa versus the 70 watt to 225 watt on the 8004 series so a lot less power hungry which is great right this is great for let's say you're running a retail environment and you kind of have your servers within your your location right you don't need something that's running 
huge, huge computational power. What you need is better things like power efficiency, maybe something that doesn't overheat as quickly, and that's what this is meant for. Um, they do kind of, we, I kind of talked about it a, a, a little bit earlier, but we can see that this uh, this new chip is a lot smaller than the vanilla flavor, right, than the Genoa flavor. We can see the overall area um, is a lot smaller, even though it is being built in the same TSMC 5 nanometer node. So pretty impressive. Uh, again, it's kind of optimized for power efficiency. I think this kind of power uh, graph, um, it kind of explains it really well, right? The kind of blue one is the Genoa, the, the vanilla flavor, and this one's very balanced overall for everything. Performance, total cost of ownership, cost efficiency, power efficiency, and cash per core. But when we take a closer look at this new gen uh, at this new kind of CPU, the Sienna, um, we can see it's more skewed to this total cost of ownership, to cost efficiency, to power efficiency. It, it's kind of losing out a little bit in performance and loses out a lot in cash per core but it makes it up in other metrics right and that's what this is meant for this is meant for that total cost of ownership efficiency uh outside of that the company did mention that hey look we work with uh OEM platforms that are kind of creating these racks. We have um, partnerships already with Dell, with Lenovo, even Supermicro are already designing stuff with this new Sienna CPU. So pretty interesting. I do believe this is great news for AMD. It's nothing new because we knew that we, we already knew that this CPU was coming out. We already knew that this was going to be a four family, uh, a four member family generation. Uh, so pretty excited and happy to see it in, in production now. Um, outside of that, there were some reports that I did see. This was more rumors, um, and these are rumors that AMD's Ryzen 7945HX 3D, um, which is a CPU for the laptop market, and this is pretty interesting because it does that 3D cache um, memory uh, unit that it, we, we've seen in a lot of their desktop CPUs. I personally didn't know they did it on the laptop market, um, but this is kind of the top of the line for the for the CPU uh, laptop market. Um, and they there are reports that originally, right, this is only being used in one laptop by Asus, um, but there are reports that it is coming to more laptops pretty soon. So pretty interesting. It could kind of be. Uh, a show that hey look um, we're coming to the we're re we really are at the bottom of this consumer electronics and maybe we're going to start seeing a nice pickup in their consumer and client market uh, so pretty good news for AMD and, and I'm super excited for it to be in my portfolio the second company we're going to take a closer look at is my favorite semiconductor company NVIDIA sitting at $439 right now we can see the market was pretty down today but now it's kind of picking back up um, the main thing that happened with nvidia is they did announce kind of this partnership or collaboration with any scale um, so large language model developments are about to reach supersonic speed thanks to a collaboration between nvidia and any scale so there was a developers conference, Anyscale, the company behind the fast-growing open-source unified compute framework for scalable computing, announced today that it is bringing NVIDIA AI to Ray open-source and the Anyscale platform. 
So it's pretty interesting. Let me take a quick drink real quick, guys. I do want to say thank you guys for the support. We just hit 28,000 subs. I'm trying to hit 30,000. So if you haven't, make sure to hit the sub. Make sure to hit the thumbs up. Um, I do have a master's degree in electrical engineering, and I've worked at some pretty cool places. Now I'm just doing YouTube and kind of enjoying the semiconductor market. So if I do weekly exclusive videos, check out Semiconductor Membership. Just click join to learn more for the exclusive videos. For a special offer, check out fool.com slash Jose. Free newsletter, josenaharo.substack.com. And free semiconductor news at semiconductorwatch.com. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. So what I think is pretty interesting is everybody talks about NVIDIA and kind of all these closed software solutions. But it does seem like competitors are kind of going into more open source software solutions. And NVIDIA seems to be like, hey, just because we have closed software doesn't mean we can't enter the open software, open source um open source market as well and they're kind of showcasing that already uh, so with this partnership developers will have the flexibility to deploy open source nvidia software with ray or opt for nvidia's ai enterprise software running on the AnyScale platform for a fully supported and secure production deployment so for those that are not familiar together nvidia and AnyScale can help reduce cost and complexity for generative ai development and deployment with a number of application integrations uh, so I, I think it's pretty interesting, right? Because we are seeing that, hey, with this partnership, um, these uh, AI developers can either go with NVIDIA's open source software solutions, or if needed, they can also go with the closed software solutions, which is NVIDIA's AI enterprise software market. Uh, so I think this is pretty interesting and I'm super excited to see how NVIDIA is kind of, hey, it, like I mentioned, right? Right now we're seeing competition really talk about open source, but the main reason is because they're far behind and they have to kind of find a niche for them that is the open source market uh, because NVIDIA is just dominating with their software solutions. But NVIDIA is coming out and saying, hey, look, yeah, sure, we, we do closed software like I mentioned earlier, but we're also doing pretty good with the open software solutions out there. Now, the final company I want to take a closer look at is Intel, ticker INTC, sitting at $38.19. So today, Intel announced something pretty cool. It unveiled the industry's leading glass substrate to meet demand for more powerful computes. So this is pretty interesting, right? So Intel is really pushing into this kind of manufacturing endeavor. And every day, I want to say at least once a month, it kind of talks about some new solutions. We saw it, I think, in August or July or June, somewhere in, in, in the summer, we saw it talk about its backside via power, um, which is doing great, right? They're kind of a leader there. Now they're saying that, hey, look, Intel today announced one of the industry's first glass substrate for next generation advanced packaging planned for the later part of this decade um and for those that are not familiar with the substrate right if you might if you might look at some kind of um ice uh, chip right now you might see kind of that greenish dye thing that is the substrate and it helps with a lot of things like the conductivity and also with the stability of the chip and so much more one thing that's happening though is as these chips are becoming heavier and bigger, even though chips themselves, right, the chips are getting smaller, right, we're getting from like the five nanometer to the three nanometer, the actual packaging 
because of things like multi-chip packaging, the actual package is getting a lot bigger. Uh, and things that are happening are it gets too it might get too high in temperature. It might be too heavy. So the stability in, in, in forms of – you might still see some shrinkage. You might still see some wrapping um, in forms of the dimensions, and that can obviously cause a problem later on. So they do mention why it matters. They mention compared to today's organic substrate, glass offers distinctive properties such as ultra-low flatness and better thermal and mechanical stability. That's what I was looking at, mechanical stability, resulting in much higher interconnect density in a substrate. These benefits will allow chip architectures to create high-density, high-performance chip packages for data-intensive workloads such as artificial intelligence. Intel is on track to deliver complete glass substrate solutions to the market in the second half of this decade, allowing the industry to continue advancing Moore's Law beyond 2030. And again, this just kind of continues to show the strength of Intel and their manufacturing product, right? We do know that in the upcoming years, they are going to release their two um, their two nanometer solutions, their 20A and their 18A, and they believe that their 18A is going to be the real change and, and where they're going to get kind of the leadership again in the manufacturing power. But then the company continues to showcase all the work that they've done in the past decade or so that will make them a huge, huge player in the manufacturing line. They do mention that by the end of the decade, the semiconductor industry will likely reach its limits on being able to scale transistors on a silicon package using organic materials, uh, including limitations like shrinkage and wrappings are what are affecting um, this kind of organic materials at the moment. Uh, so they do kind of explain a little bit of how it works. I want to say maybe for your typical investor, nothing too, too crazy there. Um, they do have it in their newsroom, so feel free if you want to learn more about it. I do believe they also have a white paper, so make sure to read about it if you really want to learn the technicals behind it. Um, but they do mention that glass substrates will initially be introduced into the market Market where they can be leveraged the most. Applications and workloads requiring larger form factor packages, i.e. for data centers, AI, graphics, and higher speed capabilities. They do mention that glass substrates can tolerate high temperature, offer 50% less pattern distortion, and have ultra-low flatness for improved depth of focus for lithography, and have the dimensional stability needed for extremely tight layer-to-layer -layer interconnect overlays. And they've kind of done this for they've been kind of researching this for more than a decade as they do know that there is kind of a limit with organic substrate uh, so overall it kind of just showcases the strength of intel in their manufacturing endeavors and it does get better and better i want to say every month we can definitely see year to date the stock is doing really good up 42.8%, still lagging between A and B, behind AMD and NVIDIA. But if they continue in this direction, I do believe this is going to be one that completely outperforms the market in the upcoming year. So good luck to all Intel investors. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Take care, have a good day, and see you next time.